Hey friends, welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast, the podcast where we talk about being creative and making money in the wedding industry. Uh, we have a really good episode. Jason and I are fresh off the plane uh, from a wedding that we shot in Napa um, yes. over the weekend. And uh, we thought it would be a great topic to hop into, figuring we uh, just came from a destination wedding, uh, to talk about destination weddings. Fresh and, in our minds. Yeah, and, and um, what's great about them, what's very challenging about them. Um, and if you are new to the wedding industry, especially photography and videography, hopefully there are some things in this podcast where uh, you can learn. Uh, about the challenges because um, there's a lot that goes into, I think, the pre-production um, that really makes or breaks um, your experience. Yeah, and for, like, I can't even imagine what a planner does, by the way, like how hard that must be to be a planner mm -hmm. for a destination. Like, oh, yeah. That's why you, the people specialize in it, I guess, but, like, it is, man. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but before we hop in, guys, um, if you're listening to us on the podcast, uh, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, make sure that you are giving us a review, that you're giving us five stars, all the things. It really goes a long way in helping um, the podcast and, and just generally helping other wedding creatives um, get to know about this podcast. Um, the idea behind this is really just... Um, giving experience like we have a ton of awesome guests on the podcast if uh, this is your first time listening um go back there um we've talked to plenty of photographers wedding videographers planners etc um and it's just really great people giving their experience um on what they've learned um from their years in the industry um and that's really the point make sure that you're giving us a five-star review and if you didn't know you can also find us on youtube as well yes um, and, and there's um you know there is some content more targeted at um if you are a wedding creative and for us that's like obviously there's a lot of you, these are not the only creatives you're a creative but if you're a filmmaker or you're a photographer there's some content on there specifically mainly targeted at filmmakers because that's what we are um, anyway, so we, we were thinking about this and I said, we should talk about doing destination weddings because I feel like it's something that like, I weirdly know more about than I think I do because I don't consider myself a destination mm -hmm. wedding filmmaker, right? We're doing a lot of weddings and only a small percentage of them are destination every year. And so I thought about that and I was like, well, maybe we're doing more. Cause like oftentimes we're driving four hours five hours, sometimes six hours on a weekend. Most of our weekends we're shooting, maybe not most, but a good majority of, a good percentage of our weekends we're shooting Maine, Vermont, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, maybe New York. Yep, yep. Every, that is our market. Yeah, we, we if, you, if you don't know about kind of our business structure is, is we are very team-based, so we have a couple teams that will go out and shoot photo or video. Um, throughout the New England area. And usually once a week, we have at least one that's in Maine, Vermont, you know, kind of three to four hours away, probably from where our office is. And so, you know, you might consider that destination for us. That's just kind of like a normal you know, weekend, a normal weekend. Maybe we have to stay overnight. Maybe we drive three to four hours and that's just kind of a normal thing. We stay overnight often. So, but, so no. I thought, okay, we need to define what is a destination wedding yep. just for the purpose of this conversation. Sure. So, for this conversation, for us, the destination wedding is a wedding where you get on a plane, yep. basically. Like, we'll just say, if you get on a plane, that's what we're talking about here. Um, and specifically, multi-day situations, mm -hmm. either you're getting on a plane or you're staying multiple days. Yep. 
You know, so for instance, if I go to Maine and I'm there for two, three days, I would consider that a destination wedding. If I'm just showing up the day of shooting and leaving the day of, maybe I stay the night in a hotel just because I don't want to drive till 3 a.m. Uh, we don't really consider that a destination wedding. But anyway, yeah, the multi-day thing, the planes thing, I think that's what makes the entire destination experience kind of what it is yeah and and i think it's important like if if you are just starting out or maybe you've been doing it for a while and and um you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants um just figuring it out case by case i think it's important for you to um decide early on like what does qualify like a flight compared to a drive um for us i think pretty early we decided um okay after new york for us uh, which i think is um, I think it's 250 miles. Yeah, from, from New York our City, office. it's about 250. 250. Um, after New York, we essentially tell people they have to fly us. Um, now, at one point, maybe we we're like, okay, we'll go down to New Jersey, you know, and and we'll, we'll do that. Um, and then there, there are also some places like in Maine, we can drive five hours away, and there's no airports, hours. so you know, you know, we can only drive up there. So you know, kind of deciding what is. Uh, flight worthy versus what is just and, and how you're going to charge for that like we typically are including 100 miles of round trip travel just as a part of any given package after that um, initial 100 miles is 50 cents a mile and if it gets to 150 miles from our office so 300 miles round trip we're forcing people to put us up overnight 250 miles it's two nights and then after that, it's essentially flights and yeah. two overnights and blah, 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 blah. It just keeps on adding from there. So figuring out your structure, I think, is is pretty important because then you can just say to somebody, hey, this is what my thing is. Like, this is what we do. And it's just well, that's what determines it. And this is why it matters. And this is why it seems like boring and just a bunch of random numbers we're throwing out. But, like, I feel like, Jared, like, people don't understand how hard it is to do destination weddings. And I think that in our industry, but I'm mm -hmm. talking specifically like the clients don't even know. Mm -hmm. Like, and maybe because they have a destination wedding planner who is doing their job really well and the client doesn't know how hard it is, which is great. Or they're just delusional and don't know what goes into making a wedding. But I don't think people really understand. So you need to know your numbers because you need to be able to explain to them like how what it is that goes into making this. And so I thought today we would kind of talk about, now that we've kind of defined what is a destination wedding, what are we talking about here in this podcast? Um, I want to put out there, by no means are we like, like I said, we're not destination wedding filmmakers. Like, yeah. I think it's a good conversation for us because we still are in the process of learning and we still suck at it in a lot of ways. Yes, and there are people who are way better than us about yep. it. We've done a lot of them. We've been on a lot of planes, not just for weddings, but for commercial work. So we've... We've traveled with gear a lot. We, 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 it's not like we don't know anything, but we're not by, by any stretch of imagination, the authorities on this subject. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up because a, I think it's an important conversation in our industry in terms of like, um, man, doesn't it seem like a lot of people think this is the end all be all of like what it means to work in the wedding industry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, we talk about it all the time. There are a bunch of different models to creating your wedding company. Um, but it seems like, you know, to be successful is to be traveling to Napa, to Italy, to do whatever, no matter really what you do. If you're a planner, if you're a photographer, videographer, even a florist, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a destination person. Therefore, 
celebrities want me they want to fly me out it's like that's kind of what is deemed as like super successful um which can be the case desirable like everybody thinks they want it right yeah but also um i don't think everyone has to be a destination wedding professional to be successful and i don't think it actually in my experience like there's a there's definitely more opportunity to charge big bucks and Mm -hmm. if you are wanting to be at the top of the top of the top of the game Mm -hmm. you have to do destination and you have to know what you're doing yep and you have to understand how to price it and how to make money on it. Yep. And I and, and the thing is, is you and I probably both know people that don't do destination weddings that actually make a lot more money than the people doing destination. No, but weddings we also too. like know people at the top of the game, and that's because they're in that game, they're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's just like the sword definitely cuts both ways mm-hmm. when it comes to destination, and it's like probably much less of us are going to ever turn destination into big money. Most of us are going to turn it into portfolio builders. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a reason. So before we get into it, I think everyone should want to do at least some destination wedding because a, it's a good experience for you as a professional B. I think it looks great in your portfolio, even with local brides, even if you're not branding yourself, I think it's a good to have. It's good marketing. It's good marketing. I think it helps. And, and I don't think if you're just going like, because oh, I really want this beautiful piece, I don't think you need to make a ton of money on it. If it's only like a couple times a year, mm-hmm. I think it's fine to just invest in yourself and invest in your business or whatever. Treat it as an extended vacation. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of ways to do it. Yeah. What we're talking about in this episode too is like, we're not just talking about that, even though I think it's fine. Like it's like, okay, what do we love and what do we hate about destination weddings? And like one of the things that we hate about destination weddings and we'll just get into it here is it's so freaking expensive for you the provider yeah yeah and it's so hard to like even quantify your costs sometimes yep it's hard to and since it's hard to quantify for yourself it's even going to be harder to convey that to the client right like so so we just went on this trip we we uh are in based in new england and we shot a wedding out in Calabasas, California, or not Calabasas. No, um, it was not those places at all. It was called Calistoga. <laughs> Calistoga. Um, and and uh, that's in the Napa Valley. And um, It's the richy rich part. Yeah. And, and so what we quickly realized is that we have a lot of gear. Um, so, and we're using newer gear. Um, we're, we're shooting on all cinema cameras now. And so... Uh, this was kind of the first or maybe second time we've traveled with these cameras. Well, before. Th- this much because they also wanted a live stream, and yeah, it and was it was it was complex. And then of this, they got rescheduled four times because of COVID. Yep. So, so by the time we had everything packed, we realized we had seven bags we had to check, and it's only you and I flying out there, and then we're meeting up with Ryan Coda in um, great California. Guy. Great guy, that Ryan guy. He's a really good dude. Um, so seven check bags, two of them are overweight. So that's an additional $150 per bag. So there's $300 plus each 50, $50 bag, five more, 250. So that's $550. We spent $1,100 on bags. And, and like, <laughs> the thing is, is like, we would have done it anyway, by yeah. the way, because we were like, we're going to nail this and we're still like, we're always investing in ourselves as a company. So we're like, this is an investment portfolio piece whatever we wanted to shoot it a certain way and then we're, we're not going to take note for an answer mm-hmm. you know who knows maybe we'll figure out a way to get the client to spot us the money i don't know but we were going to do it anyway yep and so but that was really hard to quantify 
mm-hmm. right? And like, and it kind of just swept into us until like the two days before you're packing your stuff and you're like, oh crap. Like we got all these bags. And then, you know, like you make a decision, right? About hotels, right? So they move it from San Francisco, which you can get a very nice hotel for like, you know, 250 bucks. Yep. To a place that I'm not familiar with, which is Calistoga. I, I'm a familiar with Calistoga Ranch, which is like 1800 bucks a day. And I'm familiar with the Four Seasons, but I'm not familiar with the area that much. And so they're like, oh, we're at this resort. And I'm like, and, and I always tell people this, like, to the best of your ability, if you can get the couple to put you up at the hotel they're at, I think it helps a lot because it makes the, like, one of the things about destination weddings is you never have enough time. Yep. They're so exhausting and they're so tiring. So we put it, they put the hotel they happen to be at was a thousand dollars a night. Yep. And they gave us a two thousand dollar travel budget. That includes which they flights, also that includes rental car, that includes hotel, that includes hundred dollar breakfast every morning <laughs> that you that we had to pay because there's no other breakfast place apparently <laughs> that we could go to. Yes. Uh, at least that was convenient. Some of it was COVID related, so yes. like some of this isn't totally a great analog for the future. But like I think what is related is like it you don't know about a location no matter how much you research it until you get there and so like every little thing like about the or just having base experience too of like well this is going to cost this much because i've been there before like unless you had done it before you wouldn't have realized like oh you know actually we should probably rethink our packing situation before yep three days beforehand this kind of crap always happens like you know and like it's very expensive and we would have had to tell this couple like, hey, we're gonna stay farther away, but we're gonna go another day ahead of time. Yep. You know, or, oh, you need to give us an extra thousand dollars travel. Yep. Which some people are gonna be like, no, I don't I don't want you. I wanna, like, I'm paying as much for travel as I am for your entire bill. Yeah. Yep. Or something like that, you know? Um, Which, in this case, it probably was <laughs> around the same, uh, you know, they, they that, that that was a very expensive place to to stay so it, it probably was up there it was close it was close <laughs> you know but helping them understand that um up front is like you know it, and also having it in your contract like you know that's something that i've learned is like hey if you change the location your details might change too. your travel needs to be negotiated needs to be reevaluated and and it could be cheaper by the way um more than likely, mine, will never no. be, mine will never be cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's that. That's pretty important. Um, and you know, for us, we and and we should talk about this later because I think there is a whole um, there. There's a group of people that only do destination weddings, right? That they maybe do like 10, 15, 20 weddings a year. They're all destination weddings, and then how they feel towards people that are doing destination just as portfolio builders. There's like a whole. <laughs> <laughs> side conversation uh maybe there. you should get a more stable business but but for us i think we, we you and i were like well we're gonna pay for it no matter what so we weren't being super pinchy with pennies no like we were being like okay well we really, know the, the we the know day, the planner we like the planner there is a range of things i checked a couple boxes for us yep. in terms of the, the look of the couple the location and it just ended and the fact that it moved to Napa actually made it even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so there was, there was a lot of, there's a lot to like about the wedding. And, and by the way, when we get to the wedding, the couple was wonderful. It was very fun. It was very, it was brutal. It was mm-hmm. really hot. It was a lot of work. 
there was the weather and that. But in general, I don't regret any of these decisions at all. I think we're going to end up with a really good product and it's going to be a great portfolio builder and it's going to make us money. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you got to be thinking that way. You either have to make money and charge whatever that travel is and make that money right on the front end, or you better have a plan yep. for that investment that you made on that travel. And sometimes that pays off and sometimes it doesn't. But at the end of the day, that is one of the things I hate about destination weddings is like there's so much more expensive for you than you realize. And it's very, very hard. And probably if you did like 10, 20, 30 of them a year, however many somebody who does that, you're probably a little, you probably have more Amex points. You probably got a hotel program that you use. It becomes cheaper the more you do it. Yep. But for us, we don't do that many. And if you're just getting started out and you don't know this crap yet, you probably don't have any of that stuff built up either. Yep. And so I'll tell you, it is much more expensive than you realize, and it's much harder to make money on. And once you start to creep up there, and this is the fear I see, like if when I start to get into a certain financial threshold, the concern can be, oh, crap, this couple, the more expensive I start charging for this travel expenses, the more likely they are to just get someone local mm-hmm. and, yep. not, and not send me out there anyway. And so that situation also is like, that comes up, right? Mm-hmm. And I think people get nervous about that too because of the cost. And that's one of the negatives. So what is something that you really love about destination weddings? Um, well, I think first and foremost, the appeal for a lot of people, including myself, is probably I, I do like to travel. I like to see new places. I like to get different light. I'm a light catcher like you. An explorer of light. Explorer of light, a capture of light. Uh yeah, and just and just being. In I a call new myself place. a meanderer of light. Being a, being a uh, a creative, I think always having something new that that challenges you is is something that um, a lot that of people part. are interested. Yeah, like okay, we're in Napa. How is the light different than in New England? Like, it, I think it's very different. We were talking to the photographer there about that, um, it's and hard. so so it's fun. Um, it, it's dusty there, so it looks pretty cinematic and cool. Um, so there, there's there's that. Um, plus you also get to, you know, meet people that are just different. Um, you know, a a wedding in California is way different than a wedding in new England. Um, so there's a lot of elements there. Um, I think the challenge is fun to overcome. Yeah. I love, I love that. Like, we're going to talk more about some of the challenges, but like, I like things that are hard. I enjoy that. And destination weddings, like the negative is I hate that they're hard, but I love that they're hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I love that, like, there are a few times where you're working and you're like, does it even matter if I'm good at this? Mm-hmm. Like, I can just be whatever, and it doesn't even matter. Like, it's the same. And Destination Weddings will challenge you, and you'll, at the end of the time, you'll be like, feel like, I did the best I could with what I had. Like, we can talk specifically about this wedding last week or some other weddings we've shot. Like, but, like, I remember last week, it was 110 degrees. The wedding day. I don't think we nailed all our shots. I think there's a lot we left on the table in terms of shots. But I know that there's nothing that was left on the table in terms of effort. And we maximized our skills to the best of our ability. Like, I, that was crazy. There was so much work. And at the end of the time, like, I don't walk away, like, from a destination wedding often feeling like um, I didn't give it my best shot. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that, for me, that matters, the challenge of it. And like, as opposed to some local weddings where you're like, I don't know, I don't want to say I didn't give it my best shot, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. easy. 
Yeah, it was easy, and it's not it's not stimulating. I, I think another perk, and we kind of mentioned it before, is is the port, portfolio builder side. Um, you know, for your client to see that you've worked somewhere else besides where you currently are, but that you also have plenty of work in the area that they're getting married. Um, is a big deal and, and yeah, Bill, it, it adds value to the client, not it, just you. It's really the only way I think that you can um, demand more destination work if that's a, an avenue that you want to pursue is if, hey, they've seen that you've been to, you know, Barbados, that you've been to, you know, other parts of the country, that you've been to Italy or whatever, that um, people are going to book whatever's on your website, really. So if, it, if there's only california weddings on your website they might be like oh maybe he doesn't know how to i don't know you know all it's these SEO. weird things you know all these weird things that that brides Couple say, come up with they're like have you ever have, worked that venue have you worked the venue and you're like no and they're like oh i don't know if he can do it it's like <laughs> i've held a camera before and i've been to plenty of wedding venues with beaches like they're all the same like just because i haven't been there i can get there literally 15 minutes beforehand walk around the property and say this is where the best light is going to be. This is the secret spot that everyone goes to. I can look at Instagram and see what other people do. Like, it's just it's silly. But, you know, that's the way couples think. They're like, hey, uh, I want to know that you can do it. And actually, I would say for destination weddings, just getting there is an element. I actually think it matters it in does. destination weddings. Yeah. Like, if you've never done a destination wedding, there's so much to screw up. Yep. I'll give you a story about screwing up at a destination wedding and I won't throw anyone under the bus, no. but I will just say it wasn't me. <laughs> we did a destination shoot. What's funny is he's on the bachelor now, but with mm -hmm. his, a model. Yeah. Who's a friend of ours. Yep. In Italy. We go to this top of this mountain, look at this location, mm -hmm. scout this place out, plan it all out. Next day, we go, okay, we're going to go to this top of the mountain and we're shooting. It was a very, very tight shooting schedule that day. It was more of a, we get to the top of the mountain, which took a little longer than anticipated because they have one lane roads in Italy on the Amalfi Coast. You get to the top of the mountain, you start shooting, literally within like five minutes of shooting, the gimbal dies. Yes. And this was after, in the morning, I was like, hey, make sure you're always charging the gimbal batteries because I'm concerned about it running out. We're going to be using it all day. And they died. <laughs> I was not happy. So Just so fly, everyone knows, it wasn't me either. <laughs> no. I, we fly all the way out to Italy. Yep. We have all this pre-production. When you get to the top of the mountain, they have no power. They have no outlets. They have nothing we can do. And remember this part about it? We get to the top of the mountain. We go and the next, the previous day, we pay this lady because you can't call her anything for this ruins in the top of a mountain in the Amalfi Coast. We pay the, or tell this lady, hey, can we use this tomorrow at this time? Oh, yeah. We try to translate. We get the vessel. We get there. There's a wedding there. Yeah. Typical Italian fashion. They're like, oh, yeah. We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We have another wedding here too, but you can shoot at the same time. We're like, what? <laughs> but so there was a wedding there, and, there, and like there was all these crazy things that if you were in the states mm -hmm. would have never happened. Yeah, yeah. You could have just charged your battery. Yep. You know yep. we can't do that. Uh, so yeah, if we're so we're talking about challenges, right? Yes. Of of destination weddings now. Um, I think one of the things that isn't probably talked about or really thought about a whole lot, um, which is challenging for me is the social side of things. Because usually when it, when I show up and shoot a wedding, 
that's right down the street. I'm gonna show up and I'm Jared. I'm gonna be, you know, super friendly. I'm gonna be outgoing. I'm gonna hop in and, you know, hey, what's up, guys? You know, how's everyone doing today? How's everyone feeling? Um, when I travel for an entire day, I'm not normal Jared. I'm like ready to go to bed, ready to hop in the pool and like relax and not talk to anyone and listen to a podcast, Jared. So when I show up to a rehearsal dinner after traveling all day, I'm not ready to go. I'm like, okay, so finding a way to like push myself to be like, okay, now I have to be sociable even though I don't want to be. That's hard. That stuff is challenging. Well, and it's like you can do things that can help like go a day even earlier than you have to yep. to get cal calibrated and if if you're at a certain level financially and demand wise if we were getting like hundreds and hundreds of leads for destination weddings every year mm -hmm. and we could demand that that's what i would demand i would yep. say hey we need in order for us to do our best we need to get there a day with no shooting yep i don't think most people are doing that because what happened with with this wedding is we arrived <laughs> to napa we dropped our bags off we put the cameras together super fast we were tired six hours of six hour flight Two hour drive. We had shot hours. the day we, before, by the way. We had shot a full wedding the day before in 100 degree weather in New Hampshire. And then we're in California setting up. Go, go, go. It's literally been nonstop. We got six hours of sleep the night before, eight hours worth of travel. And so then we have to show up to a wine tasting, which after being super tired and hungry <laughs> and like a wine tasting does some damage. And now we're supposed to shoot. <laughs> and it's like, I'll tell you, man, I wasn't ready to go. Like, we got good stuff, but I was like, you know, I had to get myself and was, to a And place. there was no other way. I remember sitting down with a couple, and I was like, man, I really like them. I wish I was, like, cooler right now. <laughs> I wish I was, like, more sociable. And, like, I was, like, looking at them, like, I have probably nothing to say to you right now. And I always have something to say to somebody. I can always make conversation, but I'm like... I don't have it right now, man. As a, even the <laughs> next day, the next day we we're shooting that thing and I was like, I got to go, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's stressful for you. I'm not set up for tomorrow. Yep. I'm not ready. And I, and I'm not, I'm like, <laughs> and it's just cause we were go, 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 go from, you know, the get -go. Well, and, and mean, some problems had arisen during mm -hmm. the rehearsal where I was like, not the rehearsal dinner, but the rehearsal itself where I yep. was like, I wasn't, didn't know that that problem was going to happen yep. and I wanted to go and deal with it. So, and I'm glad I did. But at the end of the day, like destination weddings are very stressful. Mm -hmm. You're very out of your element. Every time I've ever done one, and I think this is the other thing else. I, I wouldn't say I love or hate it about destination weddings, mm -hmm. but like they're often very disappointing, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't want to like specifically point out people, mm -hmm. but like I can remember like we did a wedding one time in the Dominican Republic it was, I don't know that we thought it was going to be awesome, but I remember thinking like that was worse than a normal wedding. Like, yeah. like you don't have like control, especially when you go to third world countries where like maybe the resort is nice and maybe it's nice to have a vacation, but they don't really have a hospitality culture mm -hmm. that's, or like the industry. They don't have like literal things like they make the bride walk across like a mile long resort. And I'm like, Hey, you got to get her a cart. Yeah. Put like, her <laughs> have her walk on the sand and high heels or something like yeah and and that wedding specifically uh, i'm glad you brought that up because i i remember the thing that was tough about that wedding was we were like yeah we're gonna do this cool job and then it was at the hard rock hotel in the dominican which is like the hard rock and it's, it's like it's not where i want to shoot weddings yeah it's not 
very conducive to r- romantic culture when everyone is blasted in the pools, <laughs> like everywhere you go. Uh, it's just a different. I just kind remember of one guy roaming around the resort. Like he literally just looked like a homeless man. Yeah. Like he was. It was like four o'clock, and he was just falling down drunk. And he was just laying on the sidewalk. Yeah. So how do you make you know? So one, how do you make an experience like that nice beach, seem though. seem romantic despite the surroundings? You know, we're creatives. Our one of our job is to find creative solutions to that. Um, but probably the hardest part was. The wedding came, it was always beautiful when we got there. Beautiful the day before. The wedding day comes, it piss pours all day without stopping, all day. I think, and it I was shooting for the photos ceremony. for It stopped for the ceremony. It stopped for the ceremony, but it was like still pretty drizzly. And then at the end of the night, we got like five minutes of sunset, beautiful. And so that was like, uh, it was all worth it. I but like the whole that. day was so brutal because it was just raining. And we were like, this isn't the film that we thought we were going to create. That's disappointing. No, it didn't. It and you have no control over that. But like yeah. that film is not tropical, and it was no. pre-drone too. Yeah. So like, and we also they didn't fly us in soon enough to get B-roll, and like that was one of the weddings where yeah. we learned the lesson. Like, when you go on a wedding, you gotta give yourself if you're a mm-hmm. filmmaker or especially photography. And this a lot of these problems are specific to filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I think. Like, and probably planners have their own set of pre-production problems. Yeah. I don't want to say photographers don't have as close as much to deal with, but like, I don't think they do. <laughs> I think the photographer shows up, does a session with the couple and then shoots the day. Yep. And it's not that different from filmmakers. We need to make this travel film. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what the couple's expecting. They're expecting like B-roll of this location and mm-hmm. a film that that's why they're flying you out and spending all that money. They don't want you to just show up and like, that's my opinion. Yep. And yep. so, like, you need all this time. And, like, sometimes the you shoot the footage, like, Barbados, that was a nice wedding in a lot of ways. Um, but the ceremony location was, like, during the ceremony in Barbados, someone stole my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember that. I remember that ceremony being dr- actually so loud. Napa, Napa and, and Barbados might have been the sweatiest I've ever been in my life. At a wedding. But at least in Barbados, they had, like, wind. Yeah, I just remember taking my shirt off at the ceremony and wringing it <laughs> like with sweat because it was just so hot. And everyone is sweating like that. So you don't feel as bad because you're like, all right. Well, I just remember the just beach me. in Barbados was, like, 10 <laughs> feet deep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was, like, right on the beach. It's not like in Massachusetts where the beaches are yeah, that, that pretty beach. big. Yeah. Like a lot of, if you've never been to the Caribbean, a lot of the beaches that are just like grass beach. Yeah. It's like 10 yeah. feet of beach and then water. Yeah. It's not like. I, I think you're right though. Uh, um, and, and I say this as a photographer. I think t- when you're doing photography at these events, you're like, okay, where's the location? Where do I need to put the people in the location? And how long am I shooting for? I'm shooting this hour to this hour. And then after that, I'm done. So it's just putting the pieces together. When you're shooting a video, you're like, always on right mm-hmm. like if we're driving down the street i remember we uh took a drive through barbados to just find some good b-roll and like we went to a place that kelly slater really likes we went to, i think it was like oh um, yeah yeah i forgot uh it's called Bathsheba. Bathsheba, yeah yeah uh, good surfing spot in barbados um and we were like we have to go over there because that's where some pretty you know sites are that we can shoot some b-roll because the rest is like it's all it's never exactly what you expect 
because you're like, oh, I'll just send a drone up. But then you send a drone up and it's like, you can't fly here. Uh, it's gross looking. It's just bad looking. There's just, you know, a Walmart there or yeah. something. <laughs> Some of it like, is like you're competing with your own expectations or yeah. the client's expectations or yep. like stupid Alex Douglas creates this film that yeah, makes, have to compete that makes with Bahamas and, you know. look amazing. And then you're like, you didn't stay. Yeah. <laughs> I, be- well, I remember even on this trip, when we were in Napa, you and I were driving through. And as soon as we hit Napa, the city, we were like, this is stupid. This is like not nice, but we hadn't gotten to Calistoga yet. Oh, I knew. Um, but we were like, eh, you know, if I flew a drone here, it would just look like Kansas or something. You Bad. know, it'd be like it wouldn't look that great. So you have to know, you have to find the location. So it, you know, it's, it's couples challenging pretty much go like this one spot. I'm like literally having my ceremony in. He's beautiful, therefore it's all beautiful. Yeah. Oh, you can get some drone of the ceremony yeah. location. Oh, you want me to get drone of a twenty by twenty square? Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Like it, it needs to be like you know, like filmmaking is, has so much more scope involved. Yeah. But even as a photographer, I, I think when you go to somewhere like Napa or Yosemite or whatever, it does take a lot of pre-production to find the spots, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I want to put them here and do this very specific thing with them. Um, yes. So, so, so there's a little bit of, you know, I wish we did petrified forest this time, by the way. Yeah. I, I wish we did that. That would have been a better choice. I wish I could have spent a week with them, but then it's like, what's, what's the balance? Well, now you're going to make that money. Yeah. So anyway, destination weddings are challenging. We, we don't like the cost. We do love the challenge and we love to travel. Something else I really hate about destination weddings is that I kind of mentioned it, but the pressure to do this extra good job. Mm-hmm. Do like, you think that's self-induced or do you think that's by the couple? Um, for me, it's probably only, I mean, I don't know really if the couple expects it. I, I expect it of me. I expect it of us. Like, cause I don't like them. Like I don't enjoy doing them. Like in the sense that like, like I still am so tired. I'm so behind on so many things at work. I'm away from my family. I, you know, it's expensive. There's so many things that um, I, I think my overall personal experience with destination weddings is like, I know they're important and I like to make great work. So they're necessary, mm-hmm. but I don't have a lot of fun at them. Like Marilyn always makes fun of us. Like, Oh, your work husband, Jared, you guys are traveling around to these beautiful locations in mineral pools in Napa. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we sat at a pool for 30 minutes it doesn't help when you send my wife photos. By I did the way. that on purpose. I, I was like pretending I was having a bad time the whole time. And then you send her this photo of me in a pool. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're having a, a terrible time. <laughs> That's what they always she, do. She just had a baby. And she's like three weeks after having a C-section at home with the baby crying in her arms. And I'm in a pool. I'm like, baby, I I just I really so don't want to go on this trip. I don't want to go. It's going to be tough. And I knew it would be terrible. So I wasn't lying. No. But... It, uh, the fact it, that you had to sit in a pool to be able to survive your day is, <laughs> is more indicative of how hard it is. Yeah, Literally, like we're like, oh, my gosh, my muscles hurt so bad. I like, have to eat a crab. Uh, a crab with, Benedict. <laughs> crab Benedict in the morning <laughs> to make up for this. Like, Don't get me wrong. There's a, you, yeah, you I want to say I, something nice about Salaj. That was a wonderful hotel, great hospitality. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I would have rather been home. 
Yeah. Like, or at Salaj with your wife and kids. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It is not like being there to relax. It's not relaxing at all. Yeah. You're at a deficit. Like between like being charged, recharged, and like mm-hmm. being exhausted in your batteries. Yep. When you get back from a destination wedding, especially the day after, because <clears throat> I guess I would give a little tip. If you can get the couple to fly you in a day early and let you stay a day after, you will feel much better when you get home. And you'll get to capture your footage and maybe even back it up to the cloud yep. before you get on a plane, which is always great. That, that's a good tip. Uh, slow down there because I, I think that's very true. Like we shot the wedding on Friday. We were there till midnight. Which is 3 a.m. our time. We stayed on East Coast time while we were out there. Did we? I, I don't know. Yeah, we, we were did. getting up at like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. We, yeah. we we didn't sleep till like 9 and like yeah. change our time over. So we shot the wedding. It was 110 degrees all day. Like I brought two shirts, and by the end of the time, I probably could have wrung them out with my sweat because it was just so brutal. You had to wear a freaking mask all day. Uh, it it oh, was yeah. just so brutal. And so we're there till midnight. We've been there since for 13 hours on site. Um, just brutal. And, and then, uh, the next morning we're like, oh yeah, one o'clock fly out of San Francisco. Right. Um, thinking, oh yeah, one o'clock. That's pretty easy. We'll drive two hours, but it's, you gotta be there two hours early. Cause we have seven bags. You gotta be there. You gotta start driving two hours before that. Cause we're in Napa. Down and in you San never Francisco. know when you're going to have the traffic. Never know when you're going to hit traffic. Um, and also, um, we have seven bags we have to pack too. that like, we could have packed. Actually, we couldn't have packed no, the night before. We couldn't have done that. L- literally, as soon as we got back, I fell asleep. I hit the hay and I fell asleep. It was like I couldn't even control my body. So we had to wake up at like six or seven in the morning, get breakfast, and we had these dreams of like, oh, maybe we'll go to the pool one more time. Nope. No. You know. So having that day and flying out later in the day, I would always even always, yeah, always even if you could like, fly out later in the day. I mean, it's challenging. I like red eye flights personally because I will sleep the whole time. I had to time. get up and go to church the next day. But on Sunday, um, but I would have I stayed preferred. in bed all day, <laughs> all day. I stayed in bed and watched The Office with my wife and my baby, my new baby. That's all we did. And you we probably loved it. We loved it. And and you know, I I let my wife sleep because she had been alone with a three week old for all one thing. So. One thing I will say that's a tip too is I think if you're not a big time destination person, even if you are, but if you're not big and you're like maybe only doing a couple every year, use it to piggyback your vacation with your family because it won't feel this way like if we were like if i knew for instance that we were going to spend four more days with our wives in napa after that i think we wouldn't even be talking about being tired it wouldn't even have been a yeah we would have like and it's a great opportunity you can actually save money all these things it doesn't always work out especially if you do it a lot so that's one of the things one of the things i hate though like i was saying and before we got off on the tangent is like I don't love how I am oftentimes disappointed because yeah, I, I do think I do think a lot of times it's it's um, put on your shoulders by yourself. It's, totally, it's self-inflicted because it's you're like this is my opportunity because it's the end all be all. Yeah, yeah, this is my opportunity to compete with Alex Douglas, and like obviously all of this isn't a competition. But I think even someone like Alex Douglas would say he's super competitive. That's one thing I love about Alex, actually, is he's like, I want to make the best wedding film because it's like a personal thing for him. Yeah, right. You're trying to show everybody what you got. Yeah. And like show show yourself what you got. You're trying to say, like, I'm good at this. And like yep. when you get great content and you screw it up, like 
that means you suck. Yeah. I, <laughs> so. I, I mean, in getting to know all of these great photographers, great videographers in the last couple of years since actually starting Wedding Pros, um, that's something that I've, I really admire because you and I are super competitive. Like, in other ways, um, because we're uh, no means would I ever be able to compare myself to Ray, Alex, Henry, any of the, you know, Aaron, any of these awesome filmmakers. Um, or and they're like a way Jose better. Like, if they were doing a podcast on Destination, it would be much more <laughs> detailed because they're way better at it than we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's it's self-inflicted because you're like, nope. They still have my number. They can still kick my butt every single time at doing these destination weddings and making them look incredible. Shooting freaking horses running through a field. Like, how do they even, like, how do you plan to get horses running through a field at 5 a.m.? I mean, you should go. golden hour light. How do you even do that? It's like, I'm still in school, man. (laughs) Yeah, you'll walk away. It's very humbling. But I think, like. Because the drone I got was Saturday morning after I had shot a full hour day, and I was like, Oh, the light looks pretty good. I'm just gonna run up the drone and hopefully, hopefully it looks okay and I can get some vineyards. Like, and we shot a little bit of the vineyard when we first got there. That was like, this is perfect. But the rest was like, full chance, man. Like, I, I it was like not as planned as I wish it would have been. So, it just there's never as much time as you want on destination wedding, and mm-hmm. everybody, like, as much as I know that, and every time we go and do it, I do plan for that. I feel like. I'm always unprepared mm-hmm. for that. I'm yep. always unprepared f- to not get to do the things I was expecting to do. Mm-hmm. And like, <clears throat> I feel like there's always an opportunity to do better mm-hmm. in those things. But like, you kind of don't, you don't, it's not like a normal wedding where you're like next weekend, I'll do it better. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, everything is unique. Like you might never get to shoot another wedding in Napa Valley again. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, Sometimes you get like now I know the couple will look at that film that we just did for them and think it's incredible. Yeah, like, they'll love it. They're gonna love it. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's self-inflicted. And it should is be. self, and if it should be, and and that's really I think what it is is what we're really talking about today is like destination weddings. We're kind of rambling, which I'm fine with because you know we're just talking about our experiences. But destination weddings are they really the end all be all? Like, is this industry's infatuation with destination weddings is it justified Mm -hmm. you know is it justified as like the mark of being in the top of the industry is it something everyone i had someone ask me the other day oh how did you get how do you get destination weddings how did you move into the destination market like that's like the big how many times you've seen that as a podcast topic as a post like everybody's asking this question because that's why the pressure comes from it's a status symbol you know i I think it's um it's a lot like um youtubers it's like i I know a ton of broke youtubers who travel you know because they are paying for it out of pocket not making money doing it but they Mm -hmm. produce a video that's you know halfway decent i think it's the same in the wedding you know industry although you can probably make money off of a destination wedding not because someone's gonna hire you to do a destination in the future but because someone local is like oh they travel they must be legitimate you maybe they make any money off of that destination mm-hmm. wedding um so i, I i've I, heard a lot of stories about what really, about filmmakers and photographers and planners doing that exact thing yeah i i, I don't think it's the be all end all i think if you are generating a lot of demand you probably will get asked to do destination but then it's a question of 
you know, I know plenty of photographers now who have done destination or filmmakers who have done destination their entire career. And they're like, I don't like traveling anymore. If I could just shoot a wedding right down the street, that would be heaven. And I could charge the same amount. That would be amazing. You know, maybe it does get to a certain point. Again, depends your business model. Like if you are going to shoot 10 weddings a year and you want to charge 15 to 20 grand a year for them, you're probably going to have to travel for those clients because that's a certain clientele. They're no, they don't live right down the street from us. We live in, you know, our office is in Milford, Massachusetts. There's no 10,000 wedding, uh, $10,000 wedding. I don't even know that there's in, a $4,000 <laughs> wedding yeah. film in Boston or in Milford. In Milford. Yeah. So. You know what's funny? We've never once shot our, our hometowns. Yeah. I've yeah. never once no. shot a film where I live. Nope. Nope. Like, but weird. I, I, um, yeah, you're going to have to travel for those people, and that's just going to have to be your model. Um, I do think there are plenty of ways to be successful and see yourself as successful by just doing local weddings, you know? You know what's really funny is we always get digged on by some people as being like volume, and, and these people think they're a big deal because they shoot a couple weddings in Yosemite. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like... You made thirty grand with your business, like we made like. And you probably shot that one Yosemite wedding for free, so like, good job. That's cool that you shot in Yosemite, but it doesn't mean you're a successful business. So there's a little bit of back and forth. It's like, yes, if you're making money doing destination, that's successful. If you're going to, you know, Napa we can make and making math. no money, like like we pretty much just did, that's not a sign of success. That's a learning experience for us in a portfolio. Or marketing, builder. it's marketing. It's marketing. Um, I think we're successful because we have a successful business and we make money doing the things that we do back at home. Um, I, you know, uh, let me ask you this. If you were only to do destination weddings, is that something you would even want to do? So I feel like with Huxley film, what I'd like to do is only shoot those. And most likely they'll most likely almost all be destination. How many? <sighs> Oh man, I say ten because I—that's the financial number. But mm -hmm. like, I think about like doing ten of those weeks. It doesn't sound very fun to me. No, it doesn't sound fun at all. I would say it's like six. Five, I was like five. Yeah, so. <laughs> like I could do five of those weeks a year. Mm -hmm. Like I and like, I also think about the edit too. It's me like too. Well, because it's four days, you're gonna do a good job. Like, I mean, that's just personal preference, I yeah. guess. But I really. I don't like, like, I just don't enjoy it that much. I enjoy doing a good job and I would, and like, there's a part of it I enjoy, but like when I think about it ahead of time, like, you know me, I'm like, oh, I have to travel, we have to get a plane, we have to do all this. You hate travel less than I do. I, I'm much more likely to be like, yeah, it's going to suck, but like, I'll just, I'll just deal with it. Cause then I get to go to Napa or whatever. Now, what I don't like, what I'm not willing to do anymore that I was willing to do in the olden days yeah. was like stay at I'm not willing to stay in crappy hotels. I'm not yeah. willing to do any I'm not willing to you give You don't want to sleep on my friend's floor in Bakersfield, California. With all your friends around them. <laughs> no. I'm not willing to do that. And I'm not I'm not gonna do any favors. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be comfortable not just because I, and I'm not because I'm just a diva because a I, there's some stuff we I am a diva, but there's some things that we know now that we didn't know before about like a client buy-in mm -hmm. the client is flying you out there and they're not willing to give you a session the day before that wedding is going to suck yeah like it is it's not going to be what you would expect and so we know that now and we don't really we don't want to take days off of our 
away from our families, away from our company, yeah. to just shoot a crappy thing. Yeah. If I'm going to get in a plane, I'm going to choose something This good. is good. Yeah, this is good because I, I think something that I have learned in the last few years of, of trying to get into this kind of upper echelon market is if certain people aren't willing to buy into, hey, we're going to shoot with you a couple days before the wedding, maybe even a couple months before Whatever the wedding. Whatever it is that you need to make your process as good as you think. Yep. yep. Like, I, I'm almost like, this isn't going to work. And it's not going to wor- be worth the hell that we're going to go through to make this happen. And, you know, it's hard enough to do things great when everything goes perfect. It, if you throw a person in who's like, yeah, we're not really into that. Like, then I'm not going to be willing to travel for that person. I'm not going to be willing. Or, or if if I do travel for that person, it, I'm going to charge them a lot. Or just <laughs> like, like the whole, like, I'm not willing to do like, oh, we're all staying at Airbnbs. You could stay. No, I'm going to yeah. stay where I, I'm yeah. going to, like, I'm not going to rip you off. I'm not going to stay at like the Four Seasons or whatever. Yeah. But I'm going to, you're not going to tell me where I'm going to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, and my honest opinion, and, and this is where I want to get financially, but we're not there is like. If you don't value me enough to put me up where you're staying, it's not going to be a relationship that's going to work in terms of like, you're not going to do what it takes to like, like if it's not worth an extra $600 to -hmm. put me where you're staying for the whole trip, why the heck would you work with me to shoot great footage two days before that? Like it's not important to you. And honestly, like if it's not important to you, it's not important to me. Yep. And you want your client to understand, like, we have an understanding of like who each other who who each other are, right? Yeah. Like, so I understand you like a certain type of lifestyle. You're maybe uh, you're, if you're hiring me for like ten thousand dollars, you're more than likely wealthy. Like, it, you you can afford a ten thousand dollar wedding film or a ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollar photographer, whatever. Um, you're wealthy, so you're used to a certain standard. We are also used to a certain standard too. We have an understanding there of like, and the, especially when you're filmmaking, it's important for them to see you not just as the help. You have to right? be like a somewhat you have to be a personality. You yes. have to be like equals and like we have similar experiences. You like wine tasting. It's something I have also done as well. It's not yeah. something that's new to me. This isn't. I'm. I, I'm not gonna shy be shy under the bright lights i'm not gonna walk into the five-star hotel and be like wow this is amazing you're gonna be professional and and it's it's mutual respect it's like you have to respect me Mm -hmm. as as a creative you have to respect me as a professional to be able to put me up in the same hotel as you are staying and maybe i don't have to be in the corner suite but you're gonna put me up in the same hotel because I have to do my job. By the well, way, some destination weddings, you actually have to stay at the hotel that you're shooting at because they... Yeah, it makes it easier. They, no, they literally don't let you shoot on their property. If you're not staying. No outside vendors. Yep. So the only way around it is you have to be... Like in Mexico, for instance, you have to be a guest mm-hmm. at the wedding. So you have to, you have to stay at So that's just yep. a little tip. If you are doing Caribbean weddings, you need to bring that up with yep. them and have that conversation. Say, hey... You probably need me to book me there. Um, so this is kind of a little bit um, maybe off topic and, and probably um, very relevant to the times. But how did you find travel with uh, the current coronavirus? So I've actually traveled a ton during coronavirus, which, ooh, sorry. You've actually spread a ton of the coronavirus? Hey, I got tested. Said? I don't have COVID. I did my tests. Yes. Um, 
But Antibody tests? No. Okay. I, I think I got coronavirus when we were in Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I thought. Which that was after, before. After that was the Boston be- party. That was before Vegas. Mm-hmm. What was? I mean, that was before coronavirus, Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I feel like I got it like in February. Yep. Um, but regardless, I did Vegas. I've done LA. I've done Mexico. I've done, I feel like I did one other trip that I can't remember. Napa. No, I did Napa. I feel like there's another one that I'm forgetting. Mm. But I, I've flown a lot and I thought it was fine. Like, I enjoy it. There's nobody in the airports. Um, they load the planes from the back to the front. The only thing I don't Finally. like is I can't have like a real beverage on the plane. Yep. But other than that, I, I think it's great. I didn't just like that. Yeah. Wearing a mask for that wearing a mask long sucks, period yes. of time sucks. Um, but I didn't really. Getting a coronavirus test as soon as you get back sucks. Um, but for the most part, like, did you feel ever like you were unsafe? On another flight I did. You? Yeah. Yeah. On our way back from my wife went on a, and I went on a vacation on the way back, we did. And so shame on you, American. Shame on you, Southwest. Shame on you, any of you freaking airports that are trying to make as much money as possible and not giving people space between their seats. That's so irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I made sure this time around th- that I stayed with, like, Alaskan, JetBlue, Delta. Great job, guys. And I felt great on JetBlue, and I felt, and I did a Delta flight, and I felt great on Delta. But yep. when we did, um, American, they just packed us in, and like I was sitting next to a stranger, and it was like they're coughing, and like I was like, oh no, <laughs> so no, like on another flight, I think it's like if you just boo, I think I say on another flight, I felt like it was unsafe, and if you just book, I think one of the airlines where they actually have ethics and morals, um, and they don't make you yeah. sit next to another person, and they actually have like loading techniques that are ethical and make sense, I didn't. Did you feel it all? No, I didn't. I didn't feel unsafe. I mean, I I really don't feel unsafe in in many cases. Um, you know, pretty much like even at weddings. Like sometimes, like nowadays, people aren't wearing masks at weddings because they're on the dance floor or whatever. And it's just like I don't really feel unsafe as long as I'm keeping my distance. And and I mean, we've really been outside for a majority of. Hey, these look, weddings, what so I heard like, is the coronavirus dies in heat. Sunlight. Sunlight. It's like a vampire. Yeah. So, so it was really hot. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel, I don't think I felt unsafe at all um, on, on that flight. We were on JetBlue. Um, now, by the way, is a great time to invest in Delta and JetBlue stock. If uh, if you're an investor out there, I think that's kind of where. Buy low. Buy low, man. I think it was that last I checked, Delta's at like 25 down from 60 and, and it's I mean, a great airline. So yeah, it's definitely going to double. Yeah. It's definitely going to double. Um, and even with a recession, I mean, yeah, these are the things that I'm looking at right now. I'm like, as soon as I get a little bit of money, I'm throwing money at these things, but wedding pros podcast will become the stock, (laughs) the wedding investors podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hey, so uh, destination weddings are, um, a big part of our industry. They're important. But at the same time, I guess our, we would want to say, like, we love a lot of things about them. There's a lot to hate. They're not for everyone in, like, in terms of building your whole business on them. I think it's great to get a few. But at the end of the day, like, this is a – I do think it's, a like, an intentional choice that you have to make. So I guess the last question I was going to ask you is, like, how do you think – maybe we can personalize it, but maybe we can speak towards other people. But, like, people, people who are thinking, like, I need to get into the destination market, like – what would you say to that person to maybe talk them 
maybe not into doing that or kind of help how do you how do you help that person make that decision whether they should or shouldn't i was going to ask you that question okay well it's no no let me answer okay. um i would say uh destination weddings you know it isn't the be all, be all end all don't feel like you're not successful because you don't shoot destination weddings um you could probably be more successful than plenty of people who are um but if you are looking to get into the destination field um I would say a majority probably come from uh, planners. So finding a planner that um, enjoys you and potentially has destination work is probably a good start. Like we, we just got hired for a wedding in Denver next year or, or Aspen next year. And that's from a local planner who doesn't know anyone in the Aspen area who's like, hey, these people want to. Which is how it often happens, by the way. They want my team there and yeah. so they got a wedding out there they're flying us out there and we're shooting an awesome, amazing wedding there next year um and so um i think that's one way that you could get into it if it's something that you want to do um also probably just um travel and and uh, so th this is going back to kind of that um conversation about people who shoot destination weddings for a living versus the people that are portfolio builders, which I, I kind of always, I like to badger uh, this conversation because I, I think it's um, interesting because I, I, I honestly- It's definitely a totally different um, process. I can see both sides, but as usual, the people who are whining, I usually would tell them to suck it up and just deal with it. And like, if, if you're losing work, it's probably not due to the fact that someone's shooting a portfolio piece probably do do the fact there's some other things with your business that are problems yeah. um but the people who are like oh they're taking all my work kind of thing you know usually the people who are working for a lower price are working for people that are not going to well, be able to afford be real. a $10,000 let's be real destination, destination wedding the real test the real market and destination if you're like Jose Villa or some KT Mary or some Tech mega, or, you know, person, Ray Alex Roman, Douglas, Ray Roman, whoever you're not a, maybe you're booking that vendor directly. Cause you're like, I love their work. They mm -hmm. won freaking WPPI's grandmaster award. Right. <clears throat> Which you can't portfolio build around like mm -hmm. that person won it and you didn't. Yep. Or they don't even talk to Ray Roman. They just talk to Ray Roman's planner and Ray Roman's planner friend says, Hey, Ray Roman, we're doing this wedding in, Dubai next year, you're going to come. Yep. Like it has nothing to do with the couple. Yep. And, you know, you got to have the work. You got to have the work You you like to impress the planner. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, and to impress the people involved, but and like, they need to be able to show their, they're not going to show their client something that doesn't represent them. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you're not, it's not like this big SEO thing where the, this couple who has a $2 million wedding is searching Google to find best filmmaker mm -hmm. <laughs> like you, you can't it's not like that no no yeah yep yep so that's why i'm like the portfolio builder thing it's like that helps you sell local weddings mm -hmm. it doesn't and it maybe would get you a destination wedding but it makes the person booking you locally feel like oh they're a bigger deal yeah helps you raise your price locally because it, it, it adds value and mystique to your brand yeah and i would say if you're the person that's complaining <laughs> about people taking your work and your destination person whatever i mean 
whenever you complain about that, you just seem like the old guy who has like the photo studio in town. Seem poor to me. Who's complaining about people that don't use flash. Yeah. Like that's what you seem like when you're complaining about that. You're like, all these kids taking my work, they don't even use flash. They're just (laughs) out there winging it using natural light. Like, don't be that guy. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Well, it just makes you seem like you're not getting booked and you're desperate. Sour grapes. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, what I would say to someone who's trying to make this decision is first of all, take into consideration all the negatives, like with the money, like you need to get your price point way up mm-hmm. and you need to work with couples that can afford to like actually take care of you. And at first you won't care, but I think if you do it a lot, you'll eventually really want that. And so, you know, your work needs to be good. You got to have the work, you got to have the skill and the connections and you got to make sure that the negatives, like the planning and maybe your product doesn't need that. Maybe your product is like, I just show up the day of and people are happy with that. And that's all I ever want to make. And whatever, you'd rather make it all around the country than in your hometown. Like make a decision based on all the negatives. And really, this is what I was going to say. If you're trying to decide what to do, don't do it with this preconceived notion that this is where everyone ultimately needs to end up to finally be something in the industry. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think everyone who's making wedding art or planning or I don't even know, they're just, there's probably not a lot of destination florists, but I know there's a lot of destination planners with some DJs like, um, is it cool? Is it at the top of the game? Yeah, probably. But like you're not necessarily making more money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's important is for me, I'm in this to make money. Like I want to make good art. And like when I'm in the day, when I'm in the process, I have a hard time compromising on the art. But when I am away from it and I'm thinking about my choices on the business, it's easy for me to separate that. And I, and I look at it as like, well, that was fine for this week, but I probably lost money on it. I'm not going to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, I don't think that couple would have paid 10 grand for it, by the way. Yeah. And I would say, too, like if you're going to do destinations and, and you know, build, building a portfolio isn't the worst thing in the world. I think it's a good thing to um, I would say just if you're going to make concessions on certain things like, yeah, I'm going to come out there and I'm going to eat some of this travel or whatever. Make sure it's for a couple that's going to actually um, yeah, that's give a you big... great opportunity to do something maybe unique, maybe try something new like, hey, I'm going to do some lens whacking or, you know freelancing sorry <laughs> people out there don't like the <laughs> term lens whacking uh uh freelancing or wh- whatever you want to do make sure it's something that um they're willing to make concessions on too yes yeah if you're gonna do the portfolio builder you better make sure it actually builds your portfolio yeah and you need to preserve creative control and normally i'm like that's stupid but when it comes to destination you're paying a really heavy price mm-hmm. And so, like, I think you do need to hold a little strong on your creative vision, especially in destination, especially if you're not charging them a premium. If I was charging that couple, like, 12 grand and they didn't care what we did and we didn't, we're at that point, you know, I don't know that I would have put all that effort in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that seems counterintuitive, but, like, I'm there to build a portfolio, so I'm going to go extra. But if that couple was like, we don't care, I'm like, that's fine. And I would show up. We'll just do a solid film. And, I'll yeah. sh- and they're going to pay me 12 grand either way. Yep. Great. You yep. know, and I promise you, like, if you're doing it for portfolio building, which is what a lot of people are going to do, then you needs to build your portfolio. It needs to mm-hmm. be good. Yep. And you need a couple, and, all, and not all couples are suited for that. 
Yep. So that's a big thing. So, hey guys, thank you so much. It was a good discussion about weddings and destination. Like I said, we're not the experts on the subject, but it is something we have some experience about and it's the type of thing that I think fits into a business plan, right? Mm -hmm. Thinking about destination. I, I just, the thing I'm appreciative of you, Jason, um, is it's always self-reflection. So like, what do we do good? What do we do bad? And I think that's always important for every creative, every business person to um, do is always be reflecting on these things. What went well, what went poorly, and how can we get better? And and I think that's a, a big part with destination. There's always plenty that you can get better at. Yep. Um, so good discussion, man. I like it. Yeah, dude. So subscribe. Check us out on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Some of these are definitely better on YouTube than they are on the podcast if you are only listening. Well, some of them we There's do our hair visuals. and some of them, you know, we just kind of show up and you <laughs> yeah. get what you get. And you always <laughs> you always have some Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not sponsored yet, but uh, Dunkin', you know. You we're, know our... we're true New Englanders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. And of course, we got all the podcast platforms. And stay tuned. We got more episodes coming your way on the Wedding Pros Podcast. <laughs>